Don't miss the conversation. Cap and Jay Hood. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Cap and Hoodie. Bop, 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 bop. And listen to Cap and Jay Hood at home and in the office. Now, back to more Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. So, cicadas yes. are out and about, and they can fly into your car while you're driving. Boy. They are annoying. They have caused planes to have issues in the engine, car crashes. There's lists of the cicadas that have gotten into a car and... Those things are noisy. They're large for an insect. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're either in a guardrail or in someone's trunk. I, I, you know, I've heard about these cicadas. I've seen them just take over cars. Like I saw this picture in Detroit where the cicadas all over this car. And I've also seen it as a delicacy. See, we don't have Danny here for the armchair nutritionist to tell us about this, but you have seen this, right? Restaurants testing out cicadas on pizza. (laughs) You see this, right? Yes. It's not a gimmick. I'm not not ribbing you. This is actually a thing where the brood X cicadas are part of this Midwest pizza. It's the Pizza Bandit in Dayton, in Dayton, Ohio. The Pizza Bandit in Dayton tested out the spicy Thai cicada pie. Awful. I mean, would you sink your teeth into that? No, I would not. That's disgusting. JR, would you eat a cicada pizza? How much money are we talking about, Cap? D- nothing. No, not for fun, no. Brother, now how much would it how much would it cost? I mean, Hoodie, you know me. I like good value. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> that. Yes, I understand. So I mean I, I could be bought for sure, but I mean it would obviously be proportional. Brother, we can get that done. <laughs> we can have it brought No here. chance. <laughs> Cicadas. But the point is, though, is that an, a loud and annoying. Now, when will they come to Illinois? Are they here yet? Do we know if they're here? Are they coming? So I believe the big, the, the one that comes every 17 years, the, the big infestation is, is still a couple years out. But we do still see them seasonally around here. Okay, so now that's going to be a problem. We, we saw, did we not see it at a Cubs game? Early this year, what was it the Sox? Uh, like you know, a pitcher running away from right insects. These bugs were all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I saw this not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. This is a problem, man. Look, I'm not. You just want to have a nice time on the patio, right? Right. You just want to be, or like I, Mike Peacock and I yesterday out in Schaumburg, nice outside dining. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that while you're trying to have food outside. So we were eating dinner last night. We have we hired Mosquito Squad. Mosquito Squad's awesome. Well, who are they? Mosquito Squad is a great company. They come out, they spray my backyard, and then they will treat the lawn and all of that. Mm-hmm. Put the little sign up, you know, don't do, don't let your dogs on here for X number of hours till it dries. Anyway, the, it's been awesome, but I don't think Mosquito Squad has like a cicada treatment. Like those things are big and nasty, man. 
So they're in Ohio now, and this guy, Vincent Bingham, 20 years old, was driving in a car without air conditioning, had his windows down. He gets hit in the face with a cicada. One flew in the driver's side window. It caused his car to crash. The Cincinnati Police Department tweeted out a picture of it with, uh, what is the, the hashtag? Nothing good happens with cicadas. So this is a real thing in in Ohio. It's it's pretty bad right now. Here we go. This particular brood has been anticipated for its sheer size and scope as many as 1.5 million per acre. Brutal. <laughs> like my car, it's the only car I own. I drive it in the winter. I drive it in the summer. But it's a convertible, mm-hmm. dude. Like I've had thoughts of when I read this. I don't want one of those things to fly right in. Yes. But I like having the top down on the car. When it gets above 45, I will crank the heat and put the top down. Apparently, it's crossed the president's desk before he went over to his to overseas mm-hmm. to, to have his conversations with the Geneva sum- Summit. Yep. He told the reporters, watch, hey, watch out for the cicadas. Hey, you know me. Hey, it's Joe. Watch out for the cicadas. Right. Like, what do you mean? How, do you, how does Joe know? He, even though he knows what's going on. Right. The president. He knows that that's a dangerous thing. But you have. You know me. You know me. Yeah, I'm the president. I don't mess Joe, with they me. Don't mess. Hey, you know me. But they've gotten in the engines of planes. Mm-hmm. And planes have had to emergency. Like, these things are a freaking menace, man. Okay. That sounds scary to me. Have you had a run-in with them? Uh, here. John is an exterminator. Okay. Uh, let's get John. Hey, John, what's up, Sparky? How's it going, Cap? How you doing? How you doing, man? Good, good, good. So as a fellow exterminator, um, we're actually not supposed to be treating those because other wildlife eat cicadas after we spray them, and that can affect that ecosystem as well. So we just have to deal <laughs> with them? Basically, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and do, yeah. do we have them? Hoodie asked... Do we have them in our area to a large degree, or are they coming, or what? Oh, they'll be on their way, just not yet. I know it's been kind of warm out a little bit, but once it stays consistently warm around, that's when they'll start showing up. That's when they'll start being all loud in the neighborhoods. John has the cicada tracker to know when they're coming, right, John? Do you have that ready? <laughs> of course, yeah. If I went over to Apt and bought one of those zappers uh-huh. and set it up in the backyard, would that be a good thing for the cicadas, or there's nothing I could do about it? Mm, probably not so much. I mean, they're not really too attracted to the light. They're just kind of just everywhere, and all they kind of just like fly at you, so it's not much you can do, unless you possibly invest in what's called like a dino trap that might help out because that's almost like a vacuum kind of system that you can hang up in your yard interesting mm-hmm. all right thanks man mm-hmm. have a good day boy we, we used, to be, used to be afraid thanks. of the uh, like yellow jackets and just like bees that's not that's a thing of the past now so we're eating outside yesterday yeah. just me Minnie, and brett were on the back deck i made burgers and oh the kaplan burgers they're really good oh <sighs> restaurant quality you don't you, i don't know who you're talking to you're preaching the choir there I know how good the Kaplan burgers are. Yeah, I cooked for Hoodie. He loved them. Oh, doctor. So seasoned up the burgers, cooked them up, and this bug was flying around our back patio. My wife's like, that's a bat. I'm like, (laughs) it's not a bat. It's a dragonfly. She's like, there's no dragonflies that big. And she's from the country, and she knows way more than me, according to her. okay. And all of a sudden, it landed. It was a dragonfly. Oh, God. It's not a bat. <laughs> it's 
Dragonflies don't attack you, but yeah. they're annoying suckers. Yes, but it's not a bad, like the big bl- black bats. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's not, that, that didn't happen, right? No. Jeff wants to talk about cicadas. Hey, Jeff, what's up, man? Hey, Dave. Hey, um, this is Jeff, the biochemist. Yes. Hey, um, the cicadas are here. They stay hibernating, hibernating, developing underground for 17 years. But you should not eat them because of all the pesticides that are in the ground and the, one, the water runoff that mm-hmm. are infiltrating them as they develop. So even when they're cooked on a pizza, they still have the pesticides in them? Yeah, you're not going to cook it out of them. So it's, it's always going to be there. It's just going to be fermented, basically. All right. Do not eat the cicadas. Jeff, you're the man. You're, the, right, you. you're the guy that got me shingleys. Yes, yes. My God. How did that work for you? The greatest. That guy's the greatest. Don't, who do you like? Go ahead. I got. Um, I gave uh, Yerk some stuff to try our Canazone product on his knees when he went on his golf thing. So I'm waiting to hear back from him on that too. I will I ask him. Really well. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. See Bye. ya. I had shingles in October of nineteen. The worst. This guy calls in to Danny. I'm home. Can't work. And Danny calls me. Goes. This guy's going to come by your house. Drop this stuff off. Yeah. Whatever. Drops it off. It was like instant relief. Shingleys. Peacock in law had that just recently. The worst. It's not not uh, hard to sleep. You're itching all the time. You feel like you're. It's all over your back and your legs. Yeah, it's that's difficult. I had it on my face. It was brutal. Yeah, brutal. Anyway, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Now, now, what about the other side of this? What about the dog story? So this lady, yeah. her name is Kelsey Salmon. Of course. Yes. Yes. Good evening. Good evening, Mrs. Salmon. Kelsey Salmon went to get her eyelashes done. How about that, Miller? Okay. She's in Atlanta. She's 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Her normal lash lady was booked, so she went to a lash tech who worked out of her home and had a pet chihuahua. All right, stop right there. Her normal lash lady? Yeah. She gets her lashes done regularly, I guess. Can I just say something right here? Controversial or not, it's me, so I'm going to say it, right? So I've never met a guy that says, you know what? I think she's hot, man. Look at her lashes. Seriously, like like that usually is the last thing you right. You, you go. Are you a leg man? Are you a chest man? Are you a eyes guy? Man? Whatever. Are, you, are your eyes do it? For, no lashes. You don't. You don't need anything. Never heard that. You never need anything extra on the lashes unless you feel like that makes you prettier. You don't need that. I've also also never dated a woman that just spackles on the makeup either. You don't need anything extra. Honey. If I find you attractive, and and it's been my wife all these years, right? I would tell her like you don't need to put anything extra. Like, I like you naturally. If I like you naturally, clearly that you don't need anything extra, right? Does that make sense? Or Yeah, but when they, when we, like, we went out to dinner for my sister-in-law's birthday Saturday, my wife, I find her naturally attractive, yes. obviously. Right. But she wants to put makeup on and. You don't spackle it on, though. No. Don't be Tam- Tammy Faye. I don't want that. No. Agreed. Agreed. You don't but, want it all over the pillow. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, anyway, she's 23 years old. She goes to the lash tech who worked out of her home and had a pet chihuahua. Kelsey says the dog jumped up on her lash bed while she was getting her lashes done. She was petting it. She sat up, and the dog was on the floor looking at her. Then out of nowhere, it happened so fast, I didn't have time to pull back. He jumped up on her, bit her in the face, and tore her eyelid off. The picture is literally brutal. Blood and chaos, an ambulance, rushed to the ER, 
She had to take be taken to another hospital for surgery. They were able to successfully reattach her eyelids. It's the name of this show, Blood and Chaos. Oh, God. That is awful. You don't have a dog, right? I do not. Mallard, gotcha. you have your dog who had the ACL surgery. I do, do you, indeed. Do you let your dog ever lick your face? You know, she's not really a face licker. Mm-hmm. So I would have to say it really hasn't come up. She does like to lick your feet. I will say that. Oh, it's Carm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants strappy heels on when that's going yeah, of on. Of course. But yeah. Yeah, so your, she, your dog's like Carm. That's yes, good. Yeah, she likes to lick feet. So, but right, never I face. Like your toes. Okay. So, yeah. can't so I have three dogs. Yoshi is not a licker at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time I ever remember him licking someone's face was the day we adopted him, and he was like two pounds. Mm-hmm. He licked Brett's face. Can I have this one? Yeah, let's get him. Yeah, that's it. From the Cruelty Society. The other two, Stanley and Sparky, yeah. I feel like I'm being weatherproofed every night. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's better for it to be that way than the other way. Correct. From the hate you. Correct. <laughs> so, so I have no problem with them giving me a kiss. But some people are like, you let your dog lick you? Yes, I do. So I have no problem with that. I don't have a dog, though. Just don't get your lashes done by that lady in Atlanta. I, I don't know why, what the dog was thinking there. Why is it? I mean, so aggressive. A little chihuahua. Biting? I mean, so that chihuahua's out, right? You can't. She's lucky she didn't lose her eye. Can you keep the dog after that? That's the question. And I'm thinking not. I, don't know. I, mean, I mean, come on, Cap. That's brutal. So you're, one of your dogs takes your eye out, takes your eyelid out. You still around? Uh, come on, man. That's, that's brutal. That's brutal. That, that, you're, what would you do there? I'm not going to let you get out of the segment. I have to it. know, like, if you told me it was my dog and... I've had the dog for many, 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 many years, and I've never had that issue. Yeah, the dog's not going anywhere. Just not letting him get near my face anymore. Jeff? Oh, boy. That's a rough one. That's like a family member, It really man. is. He's so right about that. Well? I don't want to be in this position. I don't, I don't, I don't think I let my dog uh, chew off my eyelid. I don't think I allow it to get to that point. There, well, there right? it is. But if he did. But if... Uh, <sighs> not letting you out. Come on. I think you got to le- learn that life lesson. and, and you're keeping, okay, that You keep the dog, but you're never going to let it lick your face again. Yeah, you're keeping the dog. All right, shot or no shot. My eye. Oh, God. Isn't that? I can't see. Mindy. Oh, God. I've got TV tomorrow. Get social with our new morning show. Follow on Twitter at CapJHood. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. That's why I say amen. Shot. No shot. With Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I say amen. Shot. No shot. Brought to you by Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. Points Bet Sportsbook now open. Download the Points Bet app and stop by Hawthorne Racecourse and register your account. It literally takes two minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. You pull in the parking lot, register through geolocating, and you're good to go, and you can do all your stuff then on your phone. Awesome, or on the website. Uh, J.R. Morning, Cap. How's it going? How are you, Sparkles? Good. Thanks. Hoodie, morning. Morning to you, my friend. What's going on? How's the coffee? It's fantastic. Good weekend? Folgers? Uh, no, I went with the, uh, what am I drinking? Caribou, actually. Oh, I thought you'd be an old school guy. I thought you would have like maybe a little brim, something, something. 
Yeah. Maybe a little. Fill it to the rim with bread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not for him. Not decaf. That wouldn't work for Sanka only decaf? I think you can get it in decaf as well. I'm actually doing a blend, but that's a story for another time. Gentlemen, oh, let's talk about that. Oh. focus and numbers down. A blend? Hmm. Numbers down for the, spin rate. Uh, yeah. I just bought the uh, morale blend. Ian Happ. Yeah. Ian Happ and Dom Frederick put a morale blend of coffee out. You ought to look into it. You should maybe share some of that with your staff. I might do that. No, I'm sticking with my brim. Go ahead. Chair. With spin rates in focus and down, according to Bob Nightingale, with batting averages up, shot or no shot, this actually helps the soft, tossing, occasionally weak-hitting Cubs. Well, that's a shot at the Ooh, Cubs. Oh, did you say weak-hitting? I said <laughs> occasionally weak-hitting. They're actually one of the better offensive teams in the game since, like, the 29th of April. I know. Uh... It, <laughs> Look, they're proving you can get people out without worrying about spin rates because their spin rates are among the lower in the game. Yeah. So I do think some of it is valid that they have to make sure guys aren't using foreign substances to really alter what they're able to do. Mm -hmm. But I also think a little bit is overhyped. I would agree with that. Um, the soft tossing, well, the, the weak hitting Cubs, as he mentions, well, that looks like they've turned that around, even though there, there are foreign substances. It looks like the Cubs have turned it around offensively, haven't they? They're much better. So uh, I, I will wait and see on this, but I would probably agree with you more. David Ross has got to yeah. be one of the leading candidates for National League Manager of the Year. Well, sure. Got to be. Sure. Absolutely. Because look at where the team is right now. And look at how they've turned around again. It may not be the best pitching, but it's very effective pitching. Well said. Mm -hmm. Gentlemen, on the other side of town, Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon are 1-2 in the American League in ERA after 11 starts. Mm -hmm. Shot or no shot, one of them is going to win the American League Cy Young with an ERA under two. Um, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll say shot. That's my team. Look at how they've been able to pitch well. Lance Lynn in this one-year deal. Maybe a, maybe an extension for Lynn sometime or somewhere nice. down the line. I want you to just lock him in for a few years, right? Uh, I'll say shot because I feel good about what the Sox pitching has done. Rodon, maybe not as much, but definitely Lynn, I yeah, believe it. I'm going to say because you put a proviso that they have to win the Scion with an ERA under two, I'm going to say no shot. Uh, in today's times, especially with spin rates going down, I do not see them finishing with an ERA in the ones. No, I don't. Do I think they could, you know, be in the mid twos in the American League where we don't have pitchers hitting and win a Cy Young? I do. I, however they get it done, I think that would be a good achievement for them. It could be high ones, could be high twos, but you just never know. And by the way, I found a, a can of brim. A vintage painted steel. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, decaffeinated. They're fourteen ninety nine on eBay. I wonder how that freshness seal is holding up. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vacuum packed. It's my grandmother's brim from years ago, but it's still good. Sanka. I'll look that up. Coffee? Gentlemen, Chris Paul's legacy will, meet, will be dramatically impacted by this year's NBA playoffs. Shot or no shot? Wow. Well, that's a great question there. Uh, if he takes mm. a Phoenix team that... If you bet it prior to them finalizing their roster, yep. they were as high as 50 to 1. Yep. He takes them and wins the NBA title. Yes, his legacy climbs. Everyone knows he's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer today. No question. Yes. But watching him yesterday dominate and get 37 points, 
and he's not the highest flyer. He's not running in and dunking over the. It's not like Derrick Rose right. when he was winning an MVP. I am going to say shot. It affects his legacy in a positive way. Let's be honest. It's basketball hoodie. He was a Hall of Famer four years into his career. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's a basketball Hall of Fame. Yes. It's, it's a public toilet. Everybody yes. gets in. So just understand that everybody gets an opportunity to be in the in the basketball Hall of Fame. I would say though that championship always matters, right? It's always the chip. What do you think young players are doing today? They try to go to this team, go to this team. They're just trying to chase a championship. And so for a Chris Paul, where you can see he's in the autumn of his career, a championship would really solidify everything that he's done if he can get there. It's tough though. It would, it's still tough. It would remake the way people look at him if. With this team, with the Suns, if they could go on and win it, just one, it would really define and it would be the capstone to his career. No it, doubt. No question yeah. about it. No question. JR. Guys, on Saturday, a frightening sight unfolded at the Euros as Denmark star player Christian Eriksen collapsed during the 43rd minute and needed to be resuscitated for over 10 minutes on the field of play after suffering cardiac arrest during the game. The game was temporarily postponed for over two hours before resuming play where Finland went on to, to defeat the Danes 1-0. Shot or no shot, the game should have been postponed for at least 24 hours to allow the Danish players an opportunity to refocus and clear their heads before having to take the field. Uh, that, you know, again, that's a, it's an interesting question, right? So you and Meller, you Cap, you and Meller saw this live. I had to flip over because I was watching Vanderbilt baseball because mm-hmm. I wanted to see Lighter for a full nine to see how he, who is tremendous, by the way. So, But I flipped over and just saw the coverage and just was in awe how unbelievable that moment was. Someone collapsing on the on the field, needing CPR, needed to be re- resuscitated. That was tough to watch. So, like, Meller, he knows when all these big games are going to be played because it's something that moves him. He's very into it. I enjoy, if I sit down, I have learned to appreciate the beautiful game and watch a fun soccer match on the pitch. I didn't even realize it was going on at that point. I'm at breakfast with my wife. We are literally sitting there at Espresso, my spot. We're outside. It's a gorgeous morning, drinking coffee, and here comes Gus, the owner. Cop, you've got to come with me right now. You've got to see this on TV. What? What's going on in the soccer match? I'm like, really? I'm kind of hanging with Mindy here. You have to go. She goes, hun, run in there. Go do it. I go in. Dude, the entire restaurant within like two minutes is all around this big screen TV that he's got mounted up on the wall. And, oh, God, now I realize what's going on. Well, I'm far as I know, again, I don't know everyone in the restaurant. I, I experienced what he experienced. I was dead and remember every second of it. Now, mine happened on an operating table. Yeah. But I remember rocketing through outer space. And I've said to you guys many times, we're going somewhere. And I was on that journey and then came back, got shocked. So I know to a degree what he was dealing with. The Denmark team doctor, Dr. Boson, spoke with the media yesterday and addressed the seriousness of the situation in the seconds after he collapsed. Quote, he was gone and we did cardiac resuscitation and it was cardiac arrest. How close were we? I don't know. We got him back after one defib. That's quite fast. I had one defib where they take the paddles and go, bam. Yeah. And they say it can be the most excruciating pain you could ever feel, but you're out. Once they know you're out, you don't feel it. 
It's like horrific. He's on the road to recovery. He's in stable condition. And he spoke yesterday and just said, you know, he's thanking everybody for bringing him back. When they wheeled him off the pitch and he was kind of up a little bit, like not a seated position, but his head was up. Yeah. He was white as a ghost, but he kind of moved his hand like like a fist, like, oh, my God. Still here, yeah. Because his teammates were all sobbing. Yeah. They're showing his girlfriend, his longtime partner. She's in the mother, shock. The mother of his children. Right. Yeah. He's, she's in shock. Two players come over, and they got their arms up. And then the whole team surrounded him so that you couldn't see them shocking him in the crowd or on TV. Dude, it was gut-wrenching. I did not finish breakfast I sat there and just went, oh, God, I think that guy's dead. Everyone thought he was dead. That, that was the thought that ran through everybody's mind if you were watching it live mm-hmm. or even if you jumped in late and you saw the coverage. It was unbelievable. I've never seen a site like that. And then think about this. About two and a half hours later, the Denmark team has to go back out and complete the game. They were given the option. They could either complete it that day or they could do it the next day, Sunday morning. And they didn't like either option because, honestly, they didn't know too much about Erickson's, you know, and they, were, they figured, you know what, if we have to play Sunday morning, it's not really that, that huge a benefit yeah. to us. We may as well just, we're all here in the locker room, let's just do it now. But they didn't love those options. I mean, that's tough. Think about that, Hoodie. Could you have played uh, like a sporting event at its highest level after just watching a teammate being resuscitated on the field? No. There's always the two schools of thought, though. One, the show must go on. Two, you should just postpone it because the nerves are raw. The extreme example is the WWE with their pay-per-view in 1999 where Owen Hart propels from the Kemper Arena in Kansas City. Have you broadcast from there? Yeah, I have. And, and, and he dies as he propels from the ceiling and hits the turnbuckle and dies. And they wheeled him off and they said, okay, next match. Vince McMahon said, next match. That's wrong. Guy dies in the ring. Eventually, he dies in the ring, and, uh, and they kept the, the card going, the pay-per-view going. Okay, we're in 2021. People are crying, man. It was br- are you? Are you? I mean, I wouldn't have. I think personally, I would have waited until tomorrow, but the next day. But they decide to a couple hours come back and, and then play. come back. That's well, tough. I he, don't think I could have. His statement said, "Thank you. I won't give up. I feel better now, but I want to understand what happened." The statement continued. I want to say thank you for to all for what you did for me. He's 29 years of age. It was gut-wrenching, man. So it I, really bothered me. Yeah, I would have won it the next day. That would be my choice, JR, on that spot. All right, we will relive 23 years ago today, one of the great moments in Chicago sports history. That's next. What's that? Cap J-Hood. Our new morning show. Follow on Instagram at Cap J-Hood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Baby died yesterday. Cap, you better run, brother. Let's run. We better go. Don't just stand there, man. They're going to figure you out, too. We need to run. Now. You hear that music? Better go. Better go. <laughs> <laughs> you and I better just get running here. But but we found out this morning. I'm not sure Cap really knows the reference, Hoodie. Oh, I we actually, found this out this morning. Actually to, don't. To the surprise of us all, right? What? Well, 
So you hear this music, you don't think we should run? No. Really? It's not my kind of music, but I think you, yeah, I think- Mike plays a lot of music. It's not my kind of music. <laughs> oh, boy. This was not a Mike selection, by the way. This was uh, this pertains to Ned Beatty. So Ned Beatty passes away. We found that over the weekend. And his most famous role for me was him in the movie Deliverance. Never saw it. Which is based in the South, which is based in the Deep South. Shocking after I hear this music. Yes. So here is uh, one of uh, his great scenes here. Uh, Ned Beatty. Wait, am I going full scene here, buddy? Because it's well, uh, whatever you want to do. Or I... no, I think. Well, I mean, this is part Should of we... his, part of his legacy. No, you're right. So here's Ned Beatty in his famous role in Deliverance, because it's a movie you should have, that should have been right up your alley. See, nineteen, you were in twelve, twelve, thirteen years old. Should have saw that at the drive-in Deliverance. Oh, are there still <laughs> drive-ins around? Yes. You, have you been to a drive-in, Cap? Yes, a long, I mean, okay. 20 they came years back ago? in full force during the pandemic. Yeah, there's the, yeah. there's one up in McHenry. There's the Cascade out west. I'll yeah, be in McHenry on Thursday. You want to stop in at a drive-in afterwards and have a malt afterwards? Maybe. Let's hear now from Ned Beatty, one of the all-time great actors in one of his great scenes here in Deliverance. A squeal, squeal, <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it gets lonely in those hills. And sometimes you just... <laughs> I can only imagine what's going on in that scene. I've never seen the movie. Yes. So, JR- I think you need, you need to sit down with that. Maybe sit down with the dogs. Maybe have a beverage. Sit down and watch a deliverance from 1971, and then I want a full report of how you feel after watching that scene, because yes. that is about as uncomfortable of a scene as you can find in cinema. Oh, God. He's putting it on his iPad. Well, I just want you to be able to get the, an understanding of... I can imagine what that must be going on in the what do you deep mean? south. What do you mean? I don't understand. It what just you- doesn't sound like a pleasant experience for a Ned Beatty. No, he's just he's just squealing, that's all. See? He's just squealing, that's all. Why is he doubled over with no clothes on? <laughs> that is a question you will uh, have answered if you watch the full movie. I was stunned you've never seen that, though. Never. Uh, I I'll remember... Keep, no, keep watching. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll take a hard pass. Hody, this used to be... I guess you were informing me, because you're a little bit older than me, that mm-hmm. this used to be Saturday Night View. Like, this was main... Uh, you know, ABC would... Movie of the week, Deliverance would run. Uh, yes, it would. Now, keep in mind, this movie was in 72. I was born in 72. But, of course, you always get those uh, long-time reruns on the Saturday night uh, movie of the week. Mm-hmm. And so this would be on like an ABC on a Saturday night and just kind of like watch just wide open. I mean, it's, it's two regular guys just going on a fishing trip, and all of a sudden the guys in the Deep South get lonely. And they want to attack the Ned Beatty. So it's... Uh, and, and so, other than that, I don't know what else that we can mention regarding Ned Beatty. What was the other movie? That How about was in? Rudy, he was the dad. He was Rudy's dad in Rudy. Was he squealing? No, but he gets off the bus and he lays his eyes on the stadium in Notre Dame. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. That's about his best line in the entire movie. <laughs> 
Uh, now, Jr., do you have anything else on a Ned Beatty? Because again, we know he's like I would say character actor Ned Beatty, that, like, being that guy when you see him, right? Super recognizable. He was in Superman with Gene Hackman, who pretty much stole that show as the bad guy. You know, he was in Network, but I'm looking for Ned Beatty memorable moments, and was really struggling to come up with many more than that one from Deliverance. I mean, really. When that is your legacy and that's what you're known for, he's done so many interviews about that movie and about that scene. It was super impactful. Cap, Yeah, this I mean, is... y- you should really sit and take a minute with it. Absolutely. Part of, this is part of his legacy right here. My God. Absolutely. So... <laughs> he was 83 years of age. He was a lot of fun to watch. He was in Superman. Was he and also in his own. Hold underwear. on, you know what he was in? He was Lotso in uh, Toy Story Three. The the he bad was, guy. He was the dean of students in Back to School. That's with right. Rodney he was Dean Martin. Very good, Cap. Dean Martin. Yes. You know, see, there you go. What are you? Oh, oh, gee whiz! I mean, the guy answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> Cinematic triumph. Back to school. <laughs> Back to school was a spectacular movie. Is he in Star Wars? No. He was not? I think so. Okay. But I, I'm not a Star Wars guy either. So. Yes. Oh, I understand. And not a movie guy. Not really. Unless it's something stupid. Oh, that's Correct. a good one. The yeah. toy, Richard Pryor. P- see, people are bringing up Ned Beatty roles, right? Ah, the toy. Uh, yeah, Richard Pryor, yes. Yeah, but not a movie guy. Unless it's just completely like brain dead TV shows. Correct. I understand. Yes. That's me. Yes, the lowbrow. Uh, I don't movies. like to go to movies and get sad. Yeah. I just and don't. Don't watch Deliverance. No, shot. it's not. That's it's it's actually a thriller, isn't it? Well, how would you describe? Uh, I've only seen it once. The one time in the and I I was probably fifteen years old, and so many people had told me about this horrifying movie that I needed to <laughs> horrifying. see. Horrifying. That's how it was described <laughs> to me. By, based on that scene, it was always told told to me as this is a horrifying movie. You can watch it when you're old enough, when you understand a little bit more. But and then obviously my curiosity was peaked, and sure enough. <laughs> But I have, I've only seen it one wow. time, Woody. When's the last time you saw Deliverance? Uh, had to be. You know what? It was on AMC one day, so I'm thinking maybe five or six years oh, ago. So that's fairly recent. Yeah. It yeah. just hey, it hold up? Old, no. Okay. No. I didn't the, think so. Um, the storyline holds up. That scene does not. Ah! Yeah. So there you go. So, so, so I'm just telling you, Cap. I mean... I mean, this guy's had a, a quite the legacy, but people cannot get out of their head how great that movie was in 1972. Uh, 312-332-3776. Jesse Rogers on baseball on both sides of town. It was an awesome weekend for Chicago baseball oh. in two minutes. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen.